0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Movie Bugle. Hello. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone is doing good. Welcome to the Movie Bugle podcast show. My name is Justin and I am so excited that you guys have decided to come listen to me talk about movies and TV shows again. So <laughs> if this is your first time checking out the Movie Bugle podcast, I want to give you a special thank you for checking me out. You could be doing any other thing right now and you decided to tune in and listen to me talk about movies. So thank you. Thank you so much. If you are back and you've been listening to the few episodes I've put out so far, welcome back. You guys are my inspiration into me talking about movies and just continuing this thing and seeing where this thing goes. So thank you so much. Um, A few housekeeping, as always, be sure to check out the Movie Bugle on Instagram at the Movie Bugle. There's a link on that page that will give you the channels that you need to listen. As of right now, I believe that the Movie Bugle podcast is only on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm trying to get it on some other platforms as soon as possible, but that takes time. But no rush. You can definitely listen to me on there. Um, I do have a Patreon as well where I will be posting all of my podcasts on there and hopefully in the near future having some exclusive content on there. I do have a lot of great episodes coming up that I am very, very excited to share with you. So be sure to follow at the movie Beagle for all the latest news and content surrounding the podcast show and surrounding what's happening in the near future. So how has everyone been doing? How's everyone been? Um, there's always good and exciting things to watch. You know, we're in, we're still in this whole parentheses <laughs> as I've called it before. Uh, we're we are still in this whole pandemic. So um, there's a lot of content online for us to watch and that's sort of what I wanted to focus this particular podcast for. Um, there's a brand new streaming service, you know, the streaming services is the, is the thing now, apparently. Everyone has a streaming service, but I wanted to talk about this latest one that's entered, you know, the online streaming waves and then sort of bring up some of the other ones that we have out there and just pretty much go through them really quick and just bring awareness. Cause I think that a lot of people don't really recognize just how much is really out there. We'll also talk about a couple of things that has has been coming out lately, and uh, we're just going to have fun on this episode. So um, like I said, thank you again, and let's get started. So basically, there's a new streaming service out there right now. Uh, called Paramount Plus. And before we get into it, just wanna give the reason why I wanted to talk about this on this episode with you guys. Because, you know, once upon a time there was cable. <laughs> and uh we still have cable. Cable is still definitely a thing. Um, we had the movie going experience, we had cable TV to watch our primetime, you know, television shows and our movies that come on there, which then Um, you had Netflix for the longest time was the only streaming service that was really out there and, uh, Netflix was even sending out DVDs, you know, once upon a time, if you didn't know, Netflix actually went to Blockbuster, wasn't the last time anyone's heard that name and, uh, was trying to partner with them while Blockbuster was on its last leg out the door, um, before they even knew it. And... Blockbuster really didn't have a vision for the future, and they said, oh, no one's going to be streaming, no one's going to be watching stuff online, DVDs are going to be the thing. Little did they know that Netflix became the conglomerate that it is now, and Blockbuster, you know, ceases to exist. So it's very interesting, Netflix has been around for the longest time, and then you've had other streaming services pop up here and there, and the latest one we have is Paramount Plus. So what I wanted to do with you guys is sort of give like a general overview of this new Uh, streaming service here and then also talk about some of the other ones because you know one of the things I feel like a lot of people say right now is well if I get parent you know if I get all these different streaming services it's going to be the same thing as cable and to an extent that is perfectly correct you know you have all these different streaming services out there you know some of them range $5.99 $9.99 I think HBO Max is $14.99 if you do the family plan you know it's it could be a little bit more. So after getting all these streaming services, they're about the same price as what you would pay for a normal cable. So it's like, what's the benefit? Like, you know, you know we are stuck at home, but what's the benefit of having all of these different streaming services? So just to go over Paramount really quick. So uh, Paramount Plus is, if you are familiar with CBS All Access, was uh, the previous Um, I would say version of the now Paramount Plus. You have Paramount Plus. um, There are two available tiers right now, uh, $5.99 a month with limited commercials, uh, $9.99 for commercial free. Um, You also get exclusive access to their entire catalog and new content that is coming. So their catalog right now consists of all of the Paramount movies in the previous episode to this one, I uh, did the WandaVision Um, uh, review with my good friend Oscar if you haven't listened to that yet be sure to go check out episode 2 for the WandaVision spoiler uh, review only if you've seen all of WandaVision but we sort of talked about how like some of the earlier Marvel movies was under Paramount like Iron Man 1 and 2. I want to say even the first uh, Captain America movie was the Paramount. So you have the entire Paramount catalog in there. You have the Smithsonian network in there. And then you have the uh, Viacom networks, like MTV, VH1, BET, uh, Comedy Central, CBS, um, and then Nickelodeon. Now, Nickelodeon for me, I was a Nickelodeon kid growing up um, more so Disney, I love Disney's live action stuff, like their movies, um, but their cartoons for me, and even still to this day, as far as, like, if I had to choose between, like, you know, Cartoon Network, slash, like, WB, like, cartoons, um, Disney cartoons, and Nickelodeon cartoons, Nickelodeon was probably, like, my favorite, because you have, you know, the Rugrats, you have, Hey Arnold, which is my favorite, you have Doug before it was sold to Disney, you have, you know, All Real Monsters, you have Cat Dog. you have Kenan and Kel, like, the, I feel like their catalog is so expensive, and the good thing with Paramount Plus is it's all on there, so you know, really quick, just going through some, let me actually get my phone really quick. Let me get my phone really quick and see. So going into the Paramount Plus app, just going down some of these names. If you are a Nickelodeon fan, you should recognize, obviously SpongeBob is in there. iCarly, Zoe 101, the Wild Thornberries, Fairly Parents, um, The Loud House, um, Drake and Josh, uh, As Told by Ginger, Cat Dog, um, the Jimmy Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, Rugrats All Grown Up, which I wasn't really a huge fan of that one, but the OG Rugrats is in here as well. Are you afraid of the dark, Rocket Power, Keenan and Kel? You know, so you have a a very, very wide spread of catalog in there that is all now part of Paramount Plus. So one thing that actually really excited me from the original announcement for Paramount Plus, under the Nickelodeon category was the Avatar Studios section. So in case you haven't heard, so, and I'm not talking about Avatar from like, you know, the blue characters that Disney now owns. I'm talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. So Avatar The Last Airbender is a cartoon that was on Nickelodeon. I want to say it started maybe 2005, 2006, somewhere around then. Um, there was three seasons in that particular storyline. And then they did a live action uh, by M. Night Shyamalan that didn't really go over well with fans. Um, It didn't follow the source material like that at all. And it just wasn't a good version of that. And then from there, they did another uh, Avatar. So basically the story of the Avatar is, you know, they have all these different elements can control fire you can control earth you can control water and you can control air and depending on what tribe you're born into is where you're going to have those particular elements not everyone has those elements the avatar is able to master all four and it's a reincarnation so when the avatar dies the spirit goes into you know a baby and the next avatar is born so the next avatar was legend of korra uh, another popular un- opinion, I actually prefer Legend of Korra just a little bit more. Um, only because this. I feel like the storylines are a little bit more adult-centered. Uh, um, you know, I feel like what they did, there are four seasons with Legend of Korra. And I just feel like the themes and the stories that they did was more for adults. And I was able to, um, I would say, understand and recognize those a little bit more. There was a lot of like I would say family elements in the original Last airmender and it does definitely get dark. It does have those adult themes to it. But as a personal fan, I love them both just as much. But I, I enjoyed Legend of Korra just a slight more, just because of that. Don't hate me. <laughs> um, but you know, like I said, I always love Aang. I love you know, the original game. Um, but so with Paramount Plus, um, uh, a little backstory before Ava- Avatar Studios formed. Um, so they were trying to do a remake of Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. The original creator was all over there and they were going to do this whole thing. And then everyone was really excited. It was supposed to be a live action uh, TV show of the original uh, The Last Airbender series. And they put out this little picture of Aang and Appa And it was super cool and got everyone excited, right? And then you started to hear about some problems. Um, The biggest thing was when the original creators left the project um, and said, you know, good luck with that. And it got all of us worried because we we're like, you know, you all already messed it up with one TV show. I'm sorry, with one uh, movie that the original creators were not a part of at all, um, from my understanding. So that's why they wanted to get it right with this TV show. And then whatever may have happened, um, they had to walk away with Netflix. Well, after they did that, Netflix was still saying, you know, we're still going to do it. Um, We're, you know, we're not going to worry about who's on the team or not. We're just going to do it. And then they started to make other changes that really didn't make any sense. If you are a fan of the cartoon, then you know that there's certain things in the show that you really can't change. Like, I think one of the things they were trying to change um, more recently after the showrunners had left the show was they were trying to make Katara uh, the older sibling then her brother Saka, which in the cartoon Saka was the oldest and then it was Katara and then Aang and even though like it may be like oh one could be older than the other one no there's certain dynamics that some of the characters have because of their age you know also you know spoiler alert uh katara and Aang, you know end up getting together and you know at the very end and you know all stuff like that so if you make katara the older sister that dynamic of them even getting together it makes it a little bit more stranger so definitely netflix needs to chill i don't know why they're still trying to hold on to this whole thing at this point because you know, the original creators, they have their own thing now, um, Avatar Studios on the nickel, um, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. <laughs> and uh, they're going to be doing like some new live action movies over there. They're going to be doing some new cartoon movie uh, movies and TV shows. I think it'd be really cool to explore, you know, Aang as a young adult and you know give us give us some stuff like some stories around then you know show us the next avatar show us some previous avatars you know the animation is amazing it's so beautiful to look at the story is great so anyways that's just one section that's the thing that got me the most excited about paramount plus but some of the other um catalogs in it um is like, you know, MTV, VH1, uh, BET, Comedy Central, CBS, and it's interesting because, you know, just like all these other platforms with streaming services, they put the entire catalog on there, Um, so it's just interesting to see, like, all these different streaming platforms, so They do have a one-month trial period, so if it's something you want to check out, um, you could definitely, you know, do it. I did subscribe to it because I just want to be able to make sure I can cover content as it comes out. But let's talk about some of these other streaming platforms that are already out there. So we know Netflix is the number one, you know, most downloaded uh, streaming service that is out there. Um, I want to say they have worldwide maybe 200 million like, or just over that subscribers. Uh, Disney actually just had an investor's call right before I recorded this episode. And they said that as of right now, they're at 100 million subscribers, which is kind of impressive because Disney Plus just came out in uh, November of 2019. So they're just a little bit over a year old and they're already halfway to where Netflix is. So I know that Netflix is probably sweating, but just think about it. Like, you know, just going down the list really quick, we we have HBO Max, which is a new one as well. Um, That's under Warner Brothers. Uh, Disney Plus, that's obviously Disney. Hulu, uh, which is also, it's been around, but since. Disney bought Fox. Uh, that's an extension of Disney as well. So as ESPN, uh, these are all different streaming services that you can like subscribe to. Netflix, obviously you have stars, which is an extension of CBS and Paramount. Um, Apple TV plus, which is, you know, Apple prime video, which is Amazon. Another new one is called discovery plus, And that one has net, uh, networks like the food network and HDTV discovery channel, uh, the uh, TCL, animal planet um you have peacock which i believe peacock was free for the longest time and they may still be free but with commercials um and i want to say peacock is a universal in extension um like it's a it's under that umbrella um, one of the things that they have over there right now is I think they did um, Save by the Bell reboot with the original cast. Um, it's on Peacock um, and Showtime. And then you know if you want to like cut the cord, you have you know Hulu has like their live TV section. Sling was one of the original ones, Sling TV. You know YouTube TV. So what does this all mean? Like you know how many people actually have subscribed to all of these different streaming services? It's kind of a lot, and I think we live in a day and age where you. have so much to watch on tv that you kind of don't really have anything to watch it's like it's kind of overwhelming i know for me personally uh i would say besides disney plus because of the marvel stuff that's on there uh hbo max and hulu are probably the other two that i watch uh more on a consistent basis um the cw has the cw is an umbrella of warner brothers as well and even though you can get that on tv they you know for those who don't have like cable you can get um like the cw shows um the next day on cw and that one's free as well so that was kind of cool but it's it's just interesting with all these different streaming like stuff out there you know like i have like i have an apple tv and i have all the different apps on my apple tv and i could just go from one app to the next and you know just trying to find now the library of content on all of them um just between the different apps so it's it's sort of it's like for me it like begs the question like is cable still like needed like i think you know, cable was, you know, once upon a time getting like a lot for customers. And so they was cutting the cord, as they would say. And then, you know, people was, you know, watching stuff online, Netflix. And I think especially with this pandemic that we've been in for, you know, over a year now, you know, movie theaters are closed. You know, you have these major movies that are coming out um, that had to be delayed because uh, movie theaters being closed. So. For, for example, let's talk about HBO Max for a second. So HBO Max is, you know, under the Warner Brothers, you know, studios umbrella, right? So they announced in December of 2020 that all of their major movies that are coming out in 2021 it's gonna be in theaters where they're open and also available on HBO Max that same day. So like a day and date release, you know, worldwide. And from the consumer side, it sounds great cause it's like, oh wow, I'm getting movies, you know, like, you know, I've already seen Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, Tom and Jerry was on there. I just watched that one. Uh, we're getting movies like, you know, Godzilla versus Kong later this month, um, Mortal Kombat, you know, The Matrix 4 is supposed to be coming out this year. The Space Jams 2 with LeBron, you know, so you have like these movies that are going to be available if you if you're paying for HBO Max, they're going to be available on there, you know, for 30 days included with your subscription. And I'm pretty sure a lot of these movies that I just like named, I'm going to be talking about on this podcast as well. So be sure to subscribe to the movie Bugle so that you can hear, you know, my thoughts and opinions that I may bring special guests on as well. But anyways, so like HBO Max is doing that, you know, they're, they're bringing these like these movies to the people and it's great for the consumer side, but on the business side, you know, you know, these companies, I'm pretty sure are losing money and, on one hand, you can say, "Well, you know, they're already millionaires; they can, you know, they can afford it." But I try to look at it from a different lens of, "Hey, so if they're continuously losing money by putting off these major blockbuster movies, like a movie doesn't make a billion dollars because everyone saw the movie once. You know, it makes a billion dollars because people went out and saw the movie." more than, you know, more than once, two or three times in the theaters. Like how many times have, like, have you all seen like different movies in the theaters? Like, you know, for the same movie, one, like more than once. You know, I'm I'm really good at going to watch a movie by myself once and then going to see with friends. That way I'm not really distracted. So I can easily see a movie two or three times in the theater, no problem. So it's kind of like, you know, these companies are losing money for putting it on a streaming service because once you have it on there, you know, it's, or once you buy it once, uh, you can watch it as much as you want. Now, with I know with HBO Max, any new things that are coming out to HBO Max are only going to be on there for 30 days and then they take it off and then they run the normal, uh, you know, campaign where you'd be able to buy it, you know, for PVOD, uh, which is a premium video on demand for however much they're going to set it for and then you can rent it and then I maybe go back to HBO Max. Um, you have other services like Disney Plus, which you know at the time of recording this I haven't watched it yet. But uh, Ryan the Last Dragon just premiered on uh, Disney Plus, and it's a thirty dollars purchase within the app. So it's very different from what HBO is doing, where HBO is giving it to their subscribers for free. Um, Disney is charging the $30 to unlock it. And it's to unlock early because it, it would eventually be on Disney Plus at a later date like months down the line. I would think like maybe June for this particular movie. But if you want to watch it now, you can pay 30 bucks. Now to compare the two, uh, I want to say Disney Plus for its subscribers is either six ninety nine dollars or $7.99 a month. HBO Max is $14.99. So already there, there's a price difference of, you know, what you're paying monthly for, right? Uh, I want to say it'll only be that expensive if you had like the bundle with like Hulu because they have a Hulu and espn bundle but other than that um you know the price difference is different and then also you know buying these movies within like disney plus you know disney gets all that revenue where if they put it like on itunes or the google play store or something like that where you have to like rent it they have a share of profits with those platforms so i can see why people uh well companies would want to do that for the consumer side you know i wouldn't mind you know especially for something i really want to watch um, i wouldn't mind paying the 30 bucks for it to unlock it that way you know everyone who has access to like my apps can do the same thing but not everyone can afford that especially during this pandemic that we're going through so i gotta understand that um some of these other streaming services like apple tv plus you know i do have it because i have an iphone um, I want to say it's $4.99 a month for that one, but they don't have a huge library that I feel like is going to keep people subscribed. So it's so one of those things where it's like, if you can't afford it all, which ones are you going to keep? You know, are you going to keep the Netflix and the, the Disney because those they have more stuff on there than you're going to want to watch? Are you going to drop one to watch the other? I don't know. So that's really interesting. Let me know what you guys think um, about the different streaming services that we have Out there, and let me know what you guys think about you know getting some of these major blockbuster movies on a streaming platform that normally you would have to go to the theaters for. Like you don't for those who go to the theaters like often, like I did. Like I would you know frequent the movie theater at least three times a month, sometimes more than that. Like you know once a weekend. You know I'm dropping money to go see all these different movies and stay up to date, and I like going to the movies, but it's a different movie experience watching it from home and even certain movies that are shot for like the major theaters it's a different experience watching it from home so i don't know it's uh it's interesting but yeah we have like i said uh um paramount plus uh the newest and latest out there if i had to convince you to get it um if you're a big kid like me i would say get it for the expansive library of nickelodeon Like, you know, they have Legends of the Hidden Temple on there. They have both Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. They have, you know, all the OG Nickelodeon shows. The only thing I didn't see on there off the bat was Secret Life of Alex Mack. Um, if y'all remember that show, it was a girl who had like powers and the biggest thing she would do would like turn herself into a puddle of liquid and like slide around all over the place. I forgot the basis of that show, but I just remember thinking that show was so cool. <laughs> but uh <laughs> um they do have like you know the other good cartoons on there. They have Keenan and Kel, they have all that, the Amanda show, you know, iCarly. I wasn't a huge iCarly fan, but my my brother and sister was. Um Drake and Josh, I love Drake and Josh. So if you're gonna watch all this stuff on Disney Plus then you can watch all the stuff on Paramount Plus for Nickelodeon. You know, like I said, I I was more of a Nickelodeon kid than I was a Disney kid, you know, for the cartoons. I remember watching Slime Time Live <laughs> and um, uh, I grew up in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, Universal over there, that's where they filmed a lot of their TV shows and stuff at. Um, Slime Time Live was over there. Um, they had some of the other TV shows swarm over there as well. They had the whole, you know, universal, you know, Nickelodeon section The Nickelodeon Studios was over there. So I remember all that as a kid growing up. And um, so Paramount Plus is definitely going to be one I'm going to keep my eye on um, just to see uh, what they have to offer. Um, definitely check it out. Like I said, the coolest thing that they have is that trial period. And uh, let me know what you think. If you have any questions or if you have any comments about you know, any of the things I talked about, be sure to email me at, at the, um, the movie bugle at gmail.com. Um, you can also leave um, comments and stuff if you follow me on IG at the movie bugle and be sure to stay tuned I have some wonderful episodes coming out you guys Um, some movie content that I want to cover I'm going to be doing some television stuff as well obviously we just covered the WandaVision the next thing with Marvel on Disney Plus is going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier so I'm definitely going to be doing a season review at the end of So be sure to check out, you know, the episodes that are coming up. And until next time, you guys, I will talk to you all later. Bye bye.